Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hammer and Umpire Podcast. I'm Kevin Weber. And for my third installment of the 2022 Doan Two-Man Umpire Camp, I'll be talking about my observations uh, on this final day of the four games I'm going to be observing in the uh, on several different umpires working plate and bases. Also on today's camp, we have umpires uh, getting some specific field instruction we have like two different uh, uh, segments one in the morning one in the afternoon in which they get field work with a couple of instructors they go over some basic things and then some specific situations so again you know, audio quality I know it's maybe not necessarily the best but I'm just doing this on my phone like an on-site mini episode and uh, I'll report out on this final day of the Doan camp with the beautiful weather we've been lucky to enjoy so sit back for another episode of the Hammer and Umpire Podcast. Well, I'd say it was another successful camp here at the uh, Don't Too Many Camp in 2022. Um, we had around 25 campers and from everyone that I saw, and I saw quite a few of them in one fashion or another, either through uh, cage work or something, uh, working on some kind of mechanics, or actually in live game action, um, they worked quite diligently, and I saw some improvement. Sometimes you see some frustration, too, from guys that maybe uh, don't perform or things don't go necessarily the way that they would like to, but that's why you come to the camps as well, to um, learn from the mistakes that you might make and uh, become a little bit better. And if that's what you get out of it, then, then that's perfect, you know. Um, today, you know, I had um, a couple guys that are a little more experienced and then some guys that are a little bit newer to umpiring. Um, some issues that we saw um, consistently. You know, sometimes it's just like, I don't know, I guess it's more basic stuff, but... Um, Calling a foul ball when the ball is hitting the backstop or it's way out of play or something like that. You know, like I probably said before on this podcast, if grandma in the stands knows it's foul, if grandma knows that it's a can of corn catch and the guy caught it, then you don't really need to signal for that kind of stuff. Okay? Um, but if there's some doubt, then you can vocalize and, and make some kind of uh, call or something. So we, we've had that conversation with several guys. Um, guys going too fast, you know, and this is the case no matter what umpiring system you work in, two, three, four, whatever. But, you know, guys trying to um, get somewhere fast. You know, you, you need to, as Mike Duffy, who's an instructor here at College World Series Empire, says, everything's with a purpose. You go someplace with a purpose, all right? If you're going to third base or, or you're you know, going to cover second base or whatever it is you're doing, you have to do that with a purpose. And you have to pause, read, and react in two-man as well. And if you learn how to do that in two-man, that will help you later on if you're able to work some of those other systems. All right? So we see this, like, you know, runner on first base, and um, there's a base hit to the outfield. And sometimes guys are a little slow doing that, you know, getting over there. Sometimes they're a little too fast. Or like it's a ground ball, and then they start to go from right there. That is um, ground ball to short. You know, a guy's going to throw it across or something like that. And they're running up to third, and it's not their ball because it's not in the outfield because they're just 
trying to get there. Like, oh, there's a guy there. I might need to get get over to third base. Or, you know, there's a ground ball, and the guy moves from first to second base, and then there might be a throw over the third if that guy coming from first to second decides to go to third. You know, that's not your play either, and you got to stay home on those kind of things. Um, that's something we saw frequently. Guys moving places that they didn't need to be, particularly when they take themselves off the line to help with, like, cold foot swipe tackling. This is when they're working the plate. Other things, guys taking bad angles at, you know, catches that are their responsibility. And this can be from anywhere. So, for example, uh, pop up right in back of the plate. The catcher's running back toward the backstop to try to make a catch. And you're running directly behind him. You're straight lining yourself. You know, you, you it's good to, I had an umpire that was do, did that, but which is great. Uh, but you need to get an angle so you can try to see the glove. This is the same type of stuff if it's happening in the outfield, right? You know, you want to try to get an angle. You don't run straight at the guy so that you get, you know, you have no angle and you get kind of straight lined out of it. So those are things to keep in mind. That, you know, that's the same type of stuff on pop-ups on the infield, outfield, wherever you're going. Whatever your responsibility is for a catch, if you can create some angle, particularly in two-man where it's harder to gain distance, but you can create angles you will be in a better position and, and make stronger calls, right? You get there, adjudicate it, right? So saw that happen on a few occasions too. We had a couple situations here where there was like a potential pulled foot situation at first base and the coach came out and asked um, if the base umpire would get assistance, which he did, but then he kind of handled the back half of that a bit incorrectly where he... Um, they didn't put the coach back in the dugout before they went and talked, um, you know, those kind of things. So and, and, and we talked about it. So if you're going to do that, that's fine. Say, okay, you need to go back to the dugout or wherever the guy came from. If he came from the coach's backs or something like that, then go talk. If you are going to reverse it, then you need to go first talk to the, you know, the other coach and let him know what's going on. He's probably not going to be happy about it. but and, and then make, you know, your signal for whatever you might be changing if that's the way it ends up going. So, you know, to work on those kind of things as well. Got an umpire that was doing very well. Strike zone was great. One of the other instructors was, you know, jumped into one of the dugouts and was trying to rattle him a little bit about balls and strikes and stuff and just to get him to issue a warning, which he didn't do. So we've got to be able to do that, issue warnings, issue them early, often if needed, and uh, take care of that stuff. Because the higher level you go to, the more likely a coach is just going to do that and keep saying things until you actually stop them from saying it. They know they get a warning. You know, unless they are yelling some swear words or something or you know, something super personal. But if it's just questioning balls and strikes and stuff, they know they have a warning first that's coming. And a lot of times they want to <laughs> they want to use it or something. Another umpire, coach, uh, went out to visit his pitcher and was waiting for him to come to question balls and strikes. And uh, so he met him and uh, then ends up talking to him. Doesn't issue a ball strike one, which I would have. Yeah, that's I don't like it when coaches do that. And then walked with them all the way back across the foul line, nearly, you know, three-fourths of the way back to the dugout, which I, I don't like that look either. So and we talk about these things, of course, you know, but these are things people do. I, I think it's um, certainly a, a huge part of umpiring is getting your safes and outs and your balls and strikes correct and learning the mechanics and being in the correct spot and all those fun things, but also managing the people. And managing the situations, particularly when they are giving you trouble on things. All right. So that is 
that is a huge part of it as well. I'd say that's one third. If I'm just going to put something on it. Yeah, two thirds is all the other stuff too. You know, making sure that you, you get your calls right and put yourself in the best spot for it. But one third of a baseball game is managing all the people involved in it and taking care of things that you need to and, and being efficient in that manner. And um, if you want to move up levels, no matter what that is, whether it's you know you're working sub-varsity high school and you want to work varsity or you know whatever it might be you want to get to this your state tournament or something like that you need to be able to manage the people the best you can and, and know your boundaries of those things and that's part of the thing too you know knowing your ceiling that is very important um i know i have a ceiling i mean i like to reach as high a part of my ceiling as i can and in some ways i've kind of reached a little higher than maybe i thought i would so we know that that can happen but being realistic about how far you can go what's your age what's your physical ability um you know what's in your area that you can get um all those things matter i mean we do need umpires and we need officials in all sports but part of it also is just knowing that there are limitations i mean there's always new guys coming particularly as you get into collegiate baseball there's you know always former pros coming and you know the new hotshot guy so there's somebody always coming behind you that's why you got to go to camps you got to learn you got to study you got to try to get better so that you can uh, fulfill the, the the potential that you have and reach the level that is the best for you all right so i mean because we have i have guys you know asking oh am i ready for college ball this and that i mean i'm honest with them whatever i might think about it but uh, that's a tough go and you know the you know there's a big jump from summer ball high school ball to college ball because you know it's the livelihood of those guys even if you're working like a juco game and you might say oh is this a juco game well you know those guys make a big portion of their money their livelihood from coaching that baseball team their junior college right i mean i know some are better than others but you know they pay bills with that money all right it's not like most of us umpires were pretty much most of our extra you know, it's extra money that we get and yeah we might help pay off some bills and stuff but it's not like we're putting food on the table from umpiring or we're not retiring from umpiring or something but we might retire but we're not gonna go into retirement based on all the money we made from umpiring you know so it is a different thing doesn't mean you can't do it but it's different you know and you have to be ready to handle that and handle that intensity that those levels are gonna bring to you okay um so those are a few things that I noticed here this, this afternoon. It was a long day. Uh, we were very unlucky as far as uh, game time. They had these hour time limits, and every game, you know, the visiting team was winning, and it went longer. We had to play the rest of the inning, and that's just the way it goes. The baseball guys are not shining on so well there. So it was a little bit, uh, about an hour longer than I had hoped it would be, but that's all right. That's the way it goes. I had fun um, talking to the umpires and helping them get a little bit better and hopefully they appreciated that and the money they spent on the camp was worthwhile and i think it was for most of the guys when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of the Hammer and Umpire podcast. I hope that uh, you've enjoyed these three days of the little mini episodes for the uh, 2022 Doan Umpire Camp. And uh, I suggest for all my newer umpires out there that you look into the local umpire camps in your area. Um, Hopefully there are some. If not, you might have to travel a little bit. I mean, there's guys that travel across different states and stay in hotels and and do those kind of things. Uh, An umpire camp is something that you want to do if it's valuable to you and that there might be assigners or others working um, in that area that you might actually be able to work for. It doesn't do you much good to, you know, if you live in North Carolina and you go all the way out to Arizona for an umpire camp and you're not going to work games there. So you got to keep those things in mind and make sure it's worthwhile so that you can be seen because the biggest thing is um, getting in front of assigners and people that are given assignments in different games that are valuable to you in certain ways and they can see your work because you know they they try to get out and and see people work but sometimes that's difficult especially if you're not in their local area uh so that's my suggestion to you and um, it was an interesting weekend and um, good times had by all and hopefully uh you guys will keep calling strikes and get yourself to an umpire camp sometime soon